Welcome back to In a World Podcast. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, Adam. Yeah, we, uh, this is our second start. Uh, <laughs> the first time it, my it, computer just stopped working. So your computer was like, "Don't have a sappy." This is not our brand. <laughs> yeah. Don't Mary has to be mean to Adam and say he's the worst. Yeah, and then get into the the meat and potatoes of yeah. the podcast. Yeah, they were like, why Why is she being nice to him? This is weird. We're yeah. going to turn this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> also, congrats on being married. Stop it. You're going to make my computer okay, break. Okay, never mind. I take it back. <laughs> um. Anyways, welcome back. And it's it, it feels like I haven't been in the studio in a while, but you guys heard me last week. So um, here we have a special guest today. And... I'm very excited, Grace and Niles. Hello. Thank you for being on and watching this film Thank again. you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for watching my suggestion. <laughs> yes, you did suggest yeah. this film. And I should have vetoed it because it was two <laughs> hours of my life. Yeah, the great hours. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie we're talking about today is Sahara, 2005 Sahara, which is also starring Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. who is a mm. who has... Been on our podcast twice now. Yes. In uh, which ones have you done? Uh, w- the last one we did with him was uh, Serenity. Oof. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another great. I haven't. I have not seen that boat movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the second yeah. boat movie. I've heard uh, that Sahara and Fool's Gold are the same movie. People is have it? mentioned that Fool's Gold and this movie are very similar, so I want to watch that as well. Oh. Interesting. Ooh. I think that's why this movie might have done done so well because. They've already saw Fool's Gold. Yeah. Right I don't know which one came out first. Oh, yeah. I'm more actually wondering now if I liked Fool's Gold and not Sahara <laughs> back when this came out. You just blew my mind yeah, for a second. Yeah. Uh, before the, we started recording, uh, Adam was mentioning how much he loved Sahara. Mm-hmm. And then now he's having a mental crisis yeah. about which movie he watched and like loved. Yeah. I want to look this up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, to get the background... Sahara was directed by B-R-E-C-K, Eisner, who turns out to be Michael Eisner's son. He is. Okay, because yeah. when I saw it, I wasn't sure. I was like, is he related? I just didn't look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he is former CEO of Disney's son. Um, he also went to USC. Okay. Which is, um, they churned them out <laughs> that school. Um, Churn what out? <laughs> Just movie makers. Oh, movie makers, man. <laughs> Those box office draw tentpole movie makers. Um, and then in 2003, he directed Thought Crimes. I don't, I've never heard of that movie. Me neither. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then in 2015, he did The Last Witch Hunter. Okay. So the, that's, is that the Vin Diesel movie? Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then apparently he's doing the Karate Kid too. The oh, with Jaden Smith. Yeah, I didn't okay. even know they were making a second one. I know Me it was neither. a crazy. That came out a while ago. Yeah, like a crazy hit, but the first one at least. I don't think he directed the first one. And um, so Sahara is based on a best-selling book. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like a book movie at all. 
No. Um, and it's starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, famously, Camilla Elvis's husband. That's right. Yes. Um, and I know the last time we kept on saying like, oh, we're going to do all right, all right, all right. Throughout the episode, <laughs> we never did it. Never so we're going to try to shoehorn into as many. This is our goal today. Okay. Grayson, all right. To shoehorn as many all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. Does he? He doesn't. Does he say that in this movie? I don't. I don't know if so. he does. I didn't catch that. I don't think he. Not at least not in the first hour that I watched. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Or I don't. I have to watch so. it again and see. <laughs> God. Well, it's not no. like it's his catchphrase. He's right, just known it, for it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of directors try and wedge it into movies. Just be like, hey, he said it. <laughs> yeah, like I That's feel true. like, especially this such a lighthearted. Yeah. Fun movie. Exactly. It's like it's not serious at all. Like it's true. a perfect movie to have it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also starring opposite of him is a lifeless Penelope Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> she is she is a wonderful actress. Yeah. I mm-hmm. will she's amazing, but she, she has no life in this yeah, movie. I agree. She is just there to be making out with Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Near the end, at the at end. The, at yeah, very end. Yeah, we never see it through anywhere else, just mm. the very end. I mean, she was on him the second he came out of that water. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it It's weird because they, they kind of have a couple moments in the movie where they're sort of like, but it there's like no chemistry moments that are like, oh, there's one scene that, well, we can talk about it later, but there's one scene where they're like, he buys her shells, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he has this whole story about like the angel shells and they glow in the dark and people should be like that. That never comes up again. I was waiting for that to somehow yeah. pay off. Yeah. It never comes up again. Yeah, yeah, nothing pays off in this movie. <laughs> um, so the budget for the film was $160 million, which is an crazy amount of money to yeah. sink into a film. For 2005. Yes, for 2005. Um, do you want to guess how much it made back? Um, I'm going to say it made, I think, I'm going to say around 100. 19 million off. It was 119. 119? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was a, it's a pretty good amount of money, but yeah. obviously I think it's, not. yeah, it's, I think it, it, yeah, it seems like it, I know that it did badly. Yeah. But I don't think it did, I guess I'll think it made something. Yeah. yeah. But it definitely didn't recoup. So no, no, that's no, no. why it's on the pod. Yeah. Um, so let's get into our pitches on how we would have fixed this yes. film. Um, first off, I thought it, I felt like it was, it needed three more drafts in the script, mm-hmm. just oh, yeah. three more passes, and it would have been golden and like probably shaved stuff off. So uh, for my pitch, I said, make it simple, stupid. Okay. <laughs> just make it simple. Take away the. Pl- Political stuff. Mm-hmm. Take away, I don't know, just like the health scare, I guess. Just make it about them trying to get the ironclad yes. ship. Um, and that's my pitch. Just okay. really whittle it down. Okay. I have, hold on, I have a list. Because mm-hmm. I have several like, pitches. Okay. Oh, I love it. And I wrote down a, some stuff. Some of them are plot related. Some of them are casting He's related. He's pulling out oh. a false roll <laughs> oh, of paper. Right? So. So my first thing right off the bat is I think you need to cut the entire opening scene of this movie. I think it's fun because it's like action-y, but uh-huh. we see a bunch of characters that never come back. Oh, yeah. And the whole point of that is just to show like, oh, this ship can take 
hits, I guess. Uh-huh. Did anybody um, notice the somewhat famous uh, actor that's in it that, that was in that scene? No. no. David uh, David Harborough himself, Jim Hopper, really was, was one of the was the guy bossing people around. <laughs> wow! I did not see that. Yeah, I did that's not so funny. know that. But yeah, so that scene is like I like when movies start off with like action scenes because mm-hmm. like okay, let's get right into it. But none of the characters, none of the main characters, are in it, and also I bet that costs a lot of money yeah. just for that scene alone. They could have saved at least five million dollars, yeah. just by not shooting that mm-hmm. easily. So anyway, um, the rest of the ones are. A lot, like I think, just to, I, a lot of them are casting related mm-hmm. in how I think it would do better. Um, and I want to clarify saying that I like everyone in this movie. I think everybody's great. Oh, yeah. But just for the financial payback, yes, I think that uh, Steve Zahn, who I love, uh-huh. I think they could have easily replaced him with somebody else that was bigger at the time. Yeah. Such as. I had a couple. I wrote down a couple of options. Uh-huh. Um, Sean Michael Scott, I think, would have been great in this movie. Yes. From like, yeah, uh, for he's like Stifler. Yes. In Amer- yeah. <laughs> Dude, where's my car? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk, I think, would have been a lot of fun in this movie. Oh, oh. boy. He is. He is yeah. a true gem that yeah. nobody like takes seriously and ever. Think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think him doing a British accent would have been great. Or if you just want a British actor, I think that Sasha Baron Cohen could have been really interesting yes. because this movie came out. The same year as Borat, I think. And so he had just gotten like big from that. And I'm like, oh, he could have been like a comedian and action star. And it would have been massive. So I think that would have been cool. Because apparently this movie, I was looking it up, uh, and it was like a co-production between like the U.S. and the U.K. and like Mm -hmm. Spain. Yeah. And so like they tried to get— Yeah. And so they tried to get like different big actors from like all those places. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if you need like a British actor or something. And then my second casting Uh choice would have been— uh, William H. Macy, who I love, they gave him nothing to do in this movie. <laughs> no. He did nothing in this movie. He, mm. like, he tossed he, him some lines for he, fun or something. He chewed on a cigar most of the movie. That's that right. That was basically it. They were talking to him over the phone for most of this movie. <laughs> so, I'm like, if you replace him with a, I think, like an older, also, he was supposed to be a retired admiral, which I'm like, what is he, like 40 in this movie? <laughs> so, I think if you replaced him with a kind of like an older, beloved actor, who just had like almost like a cameo sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you had like Samuel L. Jackson oh, yeah. or like Tommy Lee Jones or like Jeff Bridges or something. I think I Tommy think Lee cool. Jones would be a great like choice. Because he's this. like kind of scruffy yeah. and I think he could have sort of like him and Matthew McConaughey would have had like some barbs and he's like, yeah. man, you're killing me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of were. And then he's like, Matthew McConaughey's like, oh, kind of sees him like a mentor. I think yeah, that would be yeah. great. That would be, be, that's great casting. Yeah, casting wise. Plot wise, I think it was all great. <laughs> wow! No, that was wild. <laughs> a lot of it's good. It did have a lot of things. I think that the ship should have been more. Uh, I forgot. Like when the first time I watched uh-huh. this movie, I forgot that they were looking for a ship for most of the film. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my problem. Like you come into it thinking, oh, this is a treasure hunting movie, mm-hmm. but no, there's like a shit ton of other plot yeah. thrown into it. It becomes a James Bond movie. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Literally, uh, was it not the, the one before Skyfall, uh, mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace yeah, or whatever, is literally this. Oh. <laughs> it's literally That's right. this. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so it's very, very complicated. Um, and I think they should have had a better, like, a, either a single clear villain or mm-hmm. like better villains. Because they had two kind of. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, who's really the one that is, kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Well. A little murky. Let's get into the movie okay. so that the listeners can know our pain. Um, so, 
we open on a coin flipping into frame. A bunch of people are getting onto a, a boat. I, I, I'm writing this as I'm watching it, so I don't know if it was a boat uh-huh. or not. <laughs> um, and I, we kind of we don't know exactly what era until like they put it on the screen saying right. this is the Civil War, Richmond, Virginia, circa 1865. And so I did not know this, but this boat is real. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. It's the USS Texan. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. Really? Texas. And um, it, I think it actually happened like that. That it sailed off and then Whoa. was gone. That actually is a good book idea. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> like if this came from a book, like that's interesting. Yeah. It's like fascinating. That was like the the uh, the most fascinating part of the movie. Is like mm. how the fuck did I ancient, like an old like ironclad sail across the ocean and land in Africa. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they discovered it or not, but... Yeah. Uh, okay, well, no. They, they never discovered it, but it's like the same thing as like... So this guy wrote Discovering the Titanic or Returning uh. the Titanic, which is not... Which was also a fictional book. So his whole thing was like... It's kind of like a... Uh, you know, a, a Red October type of character. Like, it's, it's multiple books following the same guy. So they're following this Dirk guy. Mm. Yeah. Recovering boats. Or recovering old ships. <laughs> yeah. From, did ships. You, uh, being the Titanic, did you see that in the beginning, like in the montage of those newspapers, there's like... A it, Titanic? There's an like article saying that they raised the Titanic from the ocean. And that's the book that he wrote. <laughs> oh, so it's establishing, my God. It's establishing that world. Yeah. So this movie is supposed to be like in a series, yes. right? It's supposed oh, to be a franchise. This was supposed to be a huge franchise. Right, yeah. yeah. They were planning a sequel, obviously. But also the raising the, the Titanic. They, I think they actually did make a movie or it was in production to make a movie. Uh, and yeah, it was. That's wow. why this. There's a. There's so many reasons why this movie has a problem because oh, of that man. first one. Oh jeez. Okay, let's continue yeah. on. Um. So the, during the Civil War, like around this ironclad, things are on fire. Cannons are being blown. Smoke is rising. The South is fucked. I think this is the end of uh, end of the war. And then a bunch of Confederates bring shit like like boxes onto this uh ship and again like in so we have kind of like um a running theme for this podcast a lot of the films that we do have confederate stuff <laughs> it's weird that to yeah. get people on board it's like sympathize with these confederates yes yeah. this is the third film that we've had something to do with the confederates yeah. so maybe hollywood learned uh-huh. from this i don't know um so it's like hard for us to as current 2019 people mm-hmm. it's very hard for us to sympathize with people who are racist right and who wanted to enslave human beings yeah. so and yeah it did the opening, it's like it. It's trying to push that it's like this. It's like oh, these boys are like destined for like they're absolutely in peril and yeah. like they just kind of give up, I guess. Uh-huh. And then you're like, wait, what side is this? <laughs> yeah, it's like those are gray, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the ship. Cannons are um, just like ricocheting off of the ship. Uh, then. There is a ceasefire with the ironclad uh, as they just sail away. And I, at first, before I looked it up, I was like, is this even possible that it just <laughs> sails away? But I guess it does. It's like a steam 
powered, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some cute, cool music starts playing. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then we go That's into- part of this movie's yeah, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and then we go into what a, I presume uh, to be, like, the present. Like, the, we're going into this montage of, like, credits of what you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we learn a little bit about the main characters and the Admiral. Mm-hmm. And how they're, like— All so, best friends. Yeah, they're best friends. And they're working together. And then we— uh, we don't really get their names at all. No. We just know that they're they're there. This is like such a classic trope too for the bad movies. It's just like a long over expository intro uh-huh. of it explaining things, but also not like showing in a way, but yeah. not like not enough information. Yeah. Also, it's like total. I, I was I was thinking about this. I was like, do studios pick these intros? Like, is it a director choice? Because yeah. it's so much picture of Steve Zahn and Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mostly because we don't see them for like 10 minutes yeah. of this film. Yeah. I wrote that down to the first time you see McConaughey is like at the 10 minute mark. Yeah. You see his face. And then he doesn't get a line until two minutes after. Exactly. <laughs> Which is like for a movie where he's the, he's the lead. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. He should have been. It should have been him on a boat immediately coming out of the water and being all right, all right, all right. <laughs> We got our our third one in right now. Okay, so after the opening sequence, we go to Lagos, um, Nigeria, where Penelope Cruz, who uh, plays Ava I, uh, Rojas, Dr. Ava Rojas, I yeah. think. Um, and she's staring at the locals while mm-hmm. driving down the yeah. dirt road. <laughs> yeah, um, thoughts, She's compassionate. She, yeah, it... She, <sighs> It's it's funny because she's obviously she's a doctor in this uh-huh. movie, yeah. So she's trying to save all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that she's and she keeps she mentions I think four or five times that she works for the WHO. Yeah, I don't think she's ever in contact with them once <laughs> about like anything. She's just like, oh, these things I'm going to find out on my own instead of immediately calling them. And being yeah, like, there's an outbreak in, here. Yeah, like come help us. Also. Oh, we'll get to this later, but there's a scene where she seems to do like scientific research with like any no equipment. She just like shakes something and then knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. But yeah, a lot of looking at people that are in despair. Right? Yeah. Um it is definitely before we realized that uh feed the children was a very racist look at uh-huh. African people. Oh, yeah. So it was so I can it's 2005. We don't know yet. Uh-huh. Um she ends up at a house oh, uh, that uh, to care for a very sick boy, and so she like naturally. It's her and this other doctor dude. I can't remember Frank. This is his name. Um, I can't remember either. Yeah, he's just an another character that was like we didn't need. Uh-huh. Um, so she and this other doctor examines this boy and shines a light in his eyes and he freaks out. And I was like, cool, this is a zombie movie. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been awesome. And then as the boy, um, like after that, they, they call an ambulance, the boy's being wheeled out. I was like, that's an option? Yeah. Like, (laughs) wait, that, that wasn't the first Choice that mom would have made. I didn't even made. think of that. Yeah. Um, instead, she called two doctors for a house visit, even <laughs> though her son was very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Ava tells the doc, uh, her companion doctor, it's an outbreak. Because I think she's mentioned that there was like five other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the same symptoms. And then they had mentioned that the boy had contracted something from uh, Molly, which is in civil unrest currently. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then also his dad was with him. And so she sets off without the help or letting anybody know other than this other doctor that she's going to go look for this dad. And again, like, she doesn't talk to any superiors. Nope. She doesn't call in. Like, Mm-mm. she doesn't... It doesn't even seem like she has one of those satellite phones. <laughs> oh, yeah. You think she'd have a lot more resources being there. But yeah. she kind of just has a bag and a couple of empty vials. She's like, all right, let's fix this. <laughs> um, yeah, also... Because it seemed like the Admiral had, like, that tech guy who was played by Rain Wilson. Yeah, I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah. popped up and I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So, um, after that scene, after Ava's runoff, we cut to the sea next to a lighthouse. And this is 10 minutes, like what you were saying, 10 minutes in. And then a tight Matthew McConaughey comes Uh out of the sea. Tight. Tight. (laughs) Now, um, Mary, you said in uh, Serendipity, or Serenity. Serendipity. Serendipity. You you paused it and uh, just zoomed in on uh, Matthew McConaughey who he was working with. Did you happen to pause it on on this uh, aspect as well? I think I preferred the bigger bod version because <laughs> I did not pause. You think he was he was smaller in this one than uh, Serenity? Yeah, like he definitely had like in Serenity he had the dad bod. Oh, okay. in this yeah. one he oh, was I see. tight. He was tight. Oh yeah. So, yeah. How do you um, get those pecs, man. <laughs> and so he pops out of the ocean or the sea. And in the background is a car driving up to the lighthouse. And so I I wasn't sure what he was doing there. Right. Was he looking for something or was there I Do you remember that scene like what was So around he him? yeah, he was on like a tiny little he was by himself. Yeah. It looked like he was just swimming. Like uh-huh. he was just happened to be at this point because right immediately after like they're back on the ship or whatever. Yeah. So at this point I don't know if he's, like, scouting or what he's doing, mm-hmm. but he seems to be just there. Yeah. Um, so, Ava's there. She's looking for the dad who just so happens to be at this lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And then she finds his body who's dead. And then also, I, I'd like to mention that she's also being spied by a mystery man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A silent mystery man who, like, follows her to this lighthouse and attacks her. And then, but he's the only one who's dressed up in this, like, Black long yeah. garb. And then his two, <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> and then his two henchmen are just normal. I still don't know if he, they're actually with him, that guy. <laughs> because they were standing far away in the open, just like in jeans and a polo. <laughs> like they were talking about, yeah. oh, oh, man, yeah, that, was, that barbecue was great. Yeah. And then she runs. She doesn't even run. She runs into them. Yeah. Like she's running out. They both look at her. They don't try to chase her down. If mm-hmm. they were his henchmen, they're like, okay, try to like yeah. harm her. They're just waiting for her to get to, like, them. Uh-huh. And she runs into them, and then, yeah. They probably, like, were like, there's a plot point here that is missing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, like a scene got cut. Oh, yeah. interesting. And so they were like, no, we got to add this in to make it more make sense. So um, she gets choked out, mm-hmm. I think. And then she's on the ground. She's falling unconscious. And then Matthew McConaughey or come, shows up. 
and then starts fighting. And it's it's Rambo like- from the ocean. <laughs> For real, though. Yeah. He comes out, crouched down, like stealthily crawls up and, yeah, has a knife strapped to his ankle. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. That shit was sick. <laughs> and then, um, oh, no, he, wait. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It was like like these weird, like, con- unconscious cuts of, like, him attacking these other three yeah. other men. And then we don't really get the full picture because we're seeing it through her eyes. On the ground. Yeah, so we think that she's the main character. Yeah, it's setting it up as if she's the main person. Yeah. Um, and then she, uh, she, after he's done, he goes up to her and she says, she like, he like faces her and then she, she's, he just says, are you okay? And then that <laughs> was the, she just passes yeah. out. I do want to say, like, they made the point of, like, white savior moment because they ha- he had, like, practically, like, a, the sun was shining right behind his head. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was, like, like an total halo, yeah, halo angel. I'm the white guy here to save you from all <laughs> yeah. these. Yeah. That was, like, mm, okay. There's a little problematic stuff going that's on right the, there. That's, that theme goes on throughout the film. Very yeah. much so. Um, because she, like... He was like definitely beating on some locals. Yeah, he harpoons the guy's hand, right? <laughs> He's holding up a knife. He throws a harpoon through the guy's palm, and then he drops. And then he comes up with a knife, and I was like, "Oh, this guy is ready to fight." Yeah. <laughs> so, um, our our presumed protagonist Ava wakes up on the on the ship on a couch, which looks so clean for, like, <laughs> a ship full of men, not just stereotype men of being dirty. Uh-huh. There's but, no, like, chip bag done or anything. Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, she just wakes up on this tiny West Elm couch, basically. West Elm. <laughs> like, and there's just, like, couple, like, sea stuff around, but it looks so clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, like, she walks out, and then there's this like comical like back and forth between her and um, Steve Zahn. Yeah. Like he's like acting as if he's calling for he's like his employee or something is like handing him supplies or uh, tools and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then he doesn't know. And then he turns around. He sees this beautiful woman for the first time in years or something. <laughs> Uh, don't, forget, don't forget the butt crack. Oh uh, yeah, that we see it, yeah, for a shows, very long time. It shows time. that he's the funny one. Yeah, yeah immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she and then she starts meeting the dudes around the ship. Like uh, Steve Zahn's name is Al something. Al, do you know? Yeah, I think it's Al Roker. <laughs> it's G- Al Giordini. Oh, okay. Close, close. Dino Giordino. And then she starts, so she meets like Rudy, who is Ryan, Rain Wilson's mm-hmm. character, who's like the nerd. Yeah. Even though he, I think, like, you go on. I think he's like peak office now, right? 2005, he might have just started. He probably oh. shot this before while he was doing like the, the pilot of the office. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he, if this movie came out a year or two later, he would have been huge. Yeah. yeah. And he then probably would have like two comedic leads next to it. But yeah. otherwise, that might have been even better for them. If, yeah. They'd push it a year. I yeah. mean, he probably could have played the the Al part too. Oh, like yeah. two years later. Yeah. And then, um, then American Man starts playing. Mm. Yes. Yes. That is literally my favorite part of this entire movie. <laughs> oh, it's so. Whenever good. I th- hear that song, I think about this movie. And for months after I watched this movie for the first time, I would like be walking around my apartment because I watched it with my roommates, and just out of nowhere, we'd just go, "We're an American <laughs> band." <laughs> and it's, 
instantly pumped up. Oh. Um, and this is this song was just an intro to a reintroduction, if you will, to Matthew McConaughey yeah. coming <laughs> out of the ocean <laughs> on a tomb, standing on a tomb, and he is uh in like the His submarine, suit, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. like so, um. Like scuba suit, but like an old timey scuba suit too. Deep, yeah, uh, deep sea scuba oh, okay. suit. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and so he's like standing on it, and I was like, should he be standing on an ancient tomb? No, no. Absolutely Boots not. are standing. Yeah, he can yeah. break any of that. <laughs> yeah, because it was under the sea. Yeah. So very fragile. Yeah, very fragile. And no, they just wanted that shot of yeah. American band playing, which should have been the in, his. Intro character, like yeah. the character should have. That should have been the first time we see him. That's yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. They should have cut the whole um, like top part, and then she just ends up on the ship for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then so there's like sparks flying between Matthew McConaughey and Penelope Cruz. Oh, this is where she gives me like I'm gonna fuck him <laughs> eyes. Like he comes up on that, and I was like I'm gonna fuck him too. Yeah. That, that was oh, fucking yeah. hot, dude. Yeah. And. She's because she also lost her med kit when she got knocked out. Like those guys stole it. Did they take it or did yeah. she just drop it? No, they took it. Okay. Because they were like, oh, we got to get out of here. Take her med kit or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then later we find out his name is Dirk, which is the worst name. <laughs> Do you know his last name? Uh, was it? Wait, what was it? It's Dirk it's Pitt. Dirk Pitt. <laughs> oh God! Almost like dirt pit. Yeah, like he how like he a digs dirt, things yeah. out of a Dirk pit. Yeah, because he digs. Yeah, pit. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> this movie has so many levels of stupidity. Um, <laughs> so oh, I wonder if Brad Pitt pl- would have played this. That would have actually oh. been kind of similar, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and so later, Dirk and Al. Start talking about a possible lead on this ironclad that we saw in the beginning of the movie. That he's been searching for his whole life. Like his whole professional life has been hinging on finding this thing. Um, Later that night, the Admiral, who is played by William H. Macy, Mm -hmm. uh, presents the tomb at the museum. (laughs) This was made no sense. The fact that they... Pulled it out of the ocean that day, and they were like, "We gotta, we gotta, we already had a planned uh, ceremony for this thing yeah. that we were planning on getting mm-hmm. five hours from now." They had yes. it cleaned, to <laughs> like bone clean, and it was yeah. Oh, apparently it was gold because yeah. that's what we found out in the next scene, and it was ready to go. Also, I don't know if you were going to mention this later, but mm-hmm. and because you were saying like for his entire professional career before this, it establishes in that opening montage that they were. Both Navy SEALs. Right. <laughs> they had a career as Navy SEALs yes. and then became treasure hunters. <laughs> I wonder, like, I want to see that movie with, like, what turned them, yeah. like, what, like, turned them off of being, like, government employees, right. you know? Like, and then deciding to be, like, instead of mercenaries, yeah, they decided treasure hunting was their gig. Steve Zahn is a Navy SEAL is a <laughs> funny movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, So... Dirk never shows up to this museum because he decided to go hunt down this lead instead of doing his job. Um, which I was like, he's just a treasure hunter. Why do you want him at this museum with 
That is true. It's like, and the person who found it, like, who cares? Yeah, like, no one, like, cares. Um, and then, so, like, the admirals are also presenting this tomb with Eve's, what's his name? Um, the French guy? Uh, yeah, so it's really hard to look through the uh, IMDb of this because they literally took their names off. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, like uh, uh, Glenn Turman, who plays Frank Hopper, the uh, assistant. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, they're literally like the, la- the last thing listed here. His name's Lambert Wilson. He plays Eve's Massandar. Massandar. Mas- yes. Masadri. Masadri, yeah. And I wrote down, there's clearly a bad guy. He's like <laughs> his face is a villain face. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, as soon as he comes on screen, it's like we're not we're not pretending like this is gonna be some red herring. It's like obviously he's bad. He's yeah, a bad he's guy. a bad guy. And then the whole time I was like, he's a bad guy. Like, yeah. and then we'll get to it, but we're right. Um yeah. so Dirk goes His name's Eves? Yeah. Y V E. And her name is Ava. That's too close. It's too close. It's too close. Those names are too close. Yeah, they could Eve's and Ava, that's too close. I don't know why, but that's too close. <laughs> so, uh, Dirk goes to this meeting with his connect for the Ironclad. There's something spicy between them. They are, like, their repertoire, like, reporte. Reporte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is very spicy, and I would have loved a love story between them. Like, there is... Between who? The... The guy who... His connection. Oh, yeah. right. And him. It seems like that was a scene where it felt like if this was a sequel, that character would have had a huge part in the yeah. first movie. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, they're they know each other and they go back and all this stuff. But yeah, he wasn't in any of the pictures. They should have had him in some of the pictures. Yeah, sell like a DVD player to him. Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason why I felt like there was like more connection chemistry there was because there was more chemistry there compared to him and Penelope Cruz. They had oh, like yeah. kind of sparks, but they had like no. They had no conversation. They didn't Mm-mm. really do anything in like building their relationship. So I never bought their relationship yeah. at the end. Would you be surprised to know that they actually were dating? That's what, what? I heard. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they were dating during this movie and after for about a year. Maybe that... Do you, th- do you think that people dating while they're shooting a movie helps or hinders? I think film? it hinders for sure. Because you don't want to act too... Str- I, I, I think it de- depends. Like if it's like a... Like a secret, like Bradley Cooper and um, and Angelina uh, Jolie, and, and, or yeah, Brad Pitt or Angelina Jolie for sure, like yeah. or Bradley Cooper oh, and uh, um, Lady uh, Gaga. Lady Gaga. Do you, are they dating? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, he did leave his wife. <laughs> he recently. did exactly. Um, uh, so let's see, where are we? Um, uh, DVD so, player guy. <laughs> so there's like. Something spicy between them, and then he kind of, like the connect the connection like pulls out something that we don't see, and mm-hmm. then it like strikes like a chord with um Dirk. Then we cut back to the museum where Ava and her doctor friend, um, I think it's Frank. I did not write this down. It is Frank. Yeah. It is Frank. Um, get introduced to <laughs> the clearly bad guy Eves, um, and Ava. Finds out that Eves has uh, Molly connections, not Molly connections. Yeah, every time he says Molly connections, I'm like, oh right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's 2005. They just called it E back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so Molly, M A L I, the country, um, and she because she wants to get into the country to figure out like where this like plague that she claims mm-hmm. is there, even though. 
we have seen only a few people die. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, this didn't just hit me till right now, but at don't doesn't that guy and the other villain who we'll talk about later, don't they both deny they're both like, oh, there's nothing wrong with the water. Like, it's all fine. Uh-huh. So why are they even hunting her in the first place if they don't even know that's going on? Yeah, she's like, she seems so low on the totem It just seems pole. like they're targeting a random doctor who yeah. went to five houses. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. she's up to something. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even report it to her her. Yeah, bosses. she didn't tell anyone. Like, yeah. t- like <laughs> she's, she's like nothing at this point. Yeah, and like, if they, like, if they're... They want to hunt her down, then that means that they are doing something insidious. You yeah. know what I mean? But they never like own up to the insidiousness. Right. They just like were like, "Oh, it is happening." I yeah, because at one point it kind of gets pointed out to the Eve's guy, and he's like, "Wait, is there something going on?" And then he like checks, and he's like, "Oh." He even tries to tell the other guy, like, "Hey, we should maybe stop doing this." Yeah, yeah later on, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's no reason for her to be being that spy guy to be after. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. On. Yeah. It's crazy. It's all madness. Um, and then she kind of like strong arms him to allow her to go to Molly. And then um, as she's leaving, Dirk starts running up to the Admiral. There's a lot of those cross, like, cross, what's it called? Like, almost. Yeah, like. Misconnection. Um, yeah, yeah, misconnection scenes mm. in this movie. Um, so Dirk reveals the clue that he saw to um al and it is the fifth confederate coin gold coin yeah and i was like at this point i was like it's nazi gold it's basically (laughs) nazi gold why do you want this yeah just melt it down sell it that's about it yeah i mean it's very uh it's i mean the idea that it's it also if you looked at the coin it looked so pristine yeah yeah from being Hundreds of years old as well. And also from a sunken ship. Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense. <laughs> like, wait, who the fuck had this? Yeah. There was no, like, biting of the gold, too. No. It like, w- yeah. Yeah, it's true. He, she didn't even bite on it. Yeah. He didn't know it's real. I, w- I would have loved it if he bit on it. It was just like, oh, this is chocolate. <laughs> you got fucking duped, dude. <laughs> so, um, after telling the Admiral this and showing him the coin, he gets, he's granted, like, a a boat for 72 hours to look for this um, this sunken treasure. And the next day, and a lot of things in this in this movie happens very easily. Like mm-hmm. like he could like there was no stakes to it really. No. That was actually one of the other notes I wrote down. I'm like you need the heroes to be somewhat like they have to take some hit at one yeah. point. Oh, yeah. They only very briefly get hicked up on their whole plan and they get out of it in five seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so the the next day, Dirk and Al get greeted by Ava and the doctor, Frank. Um, they want to hitch a ride to get to Molly. Um, and then he says, small boat, no privacy. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what does she say in response? She says, I'm not shy. Yeah, I'm not shy. And again, staring right, she doesn't blink. She stares like, right at him. And says, "I'm like, not shy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm gonna fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. There's also this. I think the scene has, or sometime around here, I think Eve's at one point is talking about the general guy that he's working mm-hmm. for, and he says he puts the war back in Warlord. <laughs> one of my favorite lines of this movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't think that. <laughs> like it's great. 
let's just call it yeah. out. This the dialogue in this film is fucking trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Steve Zahn is funny, and he does not have one fucking funny line. This no, whole he did, damn his thing. decisions he makes, I think, are great. Yeah. <laughs> His choices that he makes to get through lines. Oh, and that's why I always 100%, think that yeah. comedic actors are great at it. It's like if they can take garbage dialogue and yeah. just make fun yeah. choices. Like, okay, that's cool. He made really fun choices. So he that's did. the reason why I felt like this movie was like so close. Yeah. So close. It did feel close. Yeah. It felt close. He definitely heightened his, everything that he was given. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, so we get a montage of boat happenings. <laughs> just things happening on the boat throughout this whole day. And then it ends on them getting gas. And this is where you were talking about where Dirk gets um, Ava the angel wing shells. Mm -hmm. And again, like what you said, it never comes back. Yeah. It like never was mentioned again. Yeah. He's like, they glow in the dark and scientists don't know why. And wouldn't it be great if we were all like that? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? That's some classic McConaughey right there. I thought that she was going to like use those shells at one point to like cut somebody or something and be like, oh, like, I don't know. Never ever comes up. Yeah. This is like this is like you know pre reconnaissance or reconnaissance, you know. Yeah. This is like one of those moments where I was like, oh yeah, like this is the thing we all love him for. What he's doing in this moment is like that pontificating, just being like, life is crazy, right? Yeah. Like that he's managed to like turn into like a very hearty and substantial like acting career, uh-huh. where before it was just a joke. Yeah. So he he just didn't have that cocoon. He's like in that cocoon right now mm-hmm. of like you're just an idiot. Like that. that what was that? What did yeah. you say? Rather than like, fuck, dude, yeah, what about the Tesseract, man? (laughs) (laughs) So on the boat, um, Al explains their background and talks about fishing. Because he's like fishing right there. And then we get this really weird cut to like the uh, Dr. Frank cooking fish. So we never get to see him actually going fishing. Oh, yeah. He just talks about it. Yeah. And he talks about some marlin that he caught. Oh, Yeah. And then that was it. And I was like, wait, why do we need this scene? Either <laughs> scenes? Because then it cuts to night where Ava and Dirk are having dinner while Al is driving. Like, like Dirk, they're eating fish. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason why they had those two scenes. Yeah. They were, like, hey, we, we fish. Yeah. It's, Amer- it's America. We fish. Yeah. We like fishing. It was 100% a fly fishing rod, by the way, off that boat. Which really? Which is not good <laughs> for the boating. In a river? Yeah. yeah, in a river. So Dirk shows Ava the coin and tells her about his clues for the ironclad. And they have another moment together. And I I know there, there are sparks between them, but there is like such a flat line between because they have no felt, real yeah, they conversation. Felt so flat. Yeah. Because both of their characters are so like just one dimensional. She doesn't. Oh, yeah. She kind. They kind of add a little more flavor to her, where she like owns a house in Monterey. Yeah, she, I have a house in Monterey that I never go to. <laughs> like, why do you? What? That's a weird place to never go to. It's like yeah. it's like if I had a house in Buffalo and I never go to it, like that <laughs> is something I would get. But like, you know, say like I have a house on like the coast of Greece that I never go to. <laughs> and um. I was like, do you rent it out? Or like, what is going on? Yeah. It's just the house is just dilapidated from non-care. <laughs> and she was just like, I just needed a place to send my mail. <laughs> 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 it's basically it, right? Um, 
But yeah, like she is so flat. He's super flat. And it's just Matthew McConaughey acting the shit out of this character. Oh, yeah. He's really bringing an A game. Yeah. Like to make it interesting. Yeah. Well, he cam- campaigned for three years to play the, this part. Really? really? Yeah. He really, really wanted to make this movie. He gave it his all. He really did. <laughs> he was not the problem with this movie. No, no, no. Oh, no. Um, so he explains that every great moment he's ever had was in the water. Oh, oh. That's one of my other favorite lines That's in this movie. That's a really good line. And then you're like, what does that... And she looks at him like that's the most profound... Like she just... He gave her the knowledge of the world. Uh-huh. She's like, whoa. And he's like, every good thing has ever happened to me has been in the water. She's like, yeah. And then he, and then he goes, everything. <laughs> like he doubles down on it. What does it mean, though? Oh, it means he fucks in the yeah. water. Yeah. Only fucks in the water. Everything. But that, I think like the, her read for the Penelope Cruz for like her being amazed by that what was the only other reaction other than like, because that's clearly what he meant mm-hmm. like the only natural reaction was like ew what the yeah. like is like, like huh? oh, gross for her to be like amazed by that is like oh i'm gonna fuck in the water later that's me too yeah <laughs> i'm so i like for you like what would have you fixed about that scene like what would have you added to i f- okay i think that I think that they should have given her, maybe like, they should have given her something to show that she has like a skill that mm. she can do. Like maybe it could be one of those things, even if it's very stereotypical of like, maybe something in the boat is like weirdly messed up and she's like, just knows how to fix it. And yeah. Like, Whoa, I didn't know that yeah. we could do that. Okay. <laughs> she does drive the boat. At that's some right. Point in that yeah, montage. She does. But like, yeah. yeah, like do something that's like, oh, or maybe, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe she drives it then or does something and yeah. just kind of like, oh, whatever. And yeah, I would just say she really needs some, they need to have a moment that's a little bit more. Than just yeah. caretaker, yeah. which is a very st- stereotypical role for a lot yeah. of women in film. Um, or maybe I think she should have said the line. Yeah. yeah. She's like, actually, I lost my virginity in the water. <laughs> He's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Oh, shit. All right, all right, all right. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's number four, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so we cut to a joyful day in an undisclosed African village. This is where Ava and Dirk part ways. He basically invites him himself over to her house. Yeah. And for a dick appointment, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. dialogue was so confusing. I didn't get that it was her house until the very yeah. last line. Because he's talking in third person for yeah. a reason. Listen, I have this friend who... Yeah. Has his house in Monterey. It's like, wait, like, so you're gonna visit them and also see her? Like, <laughs> it's, are you? Oh, you're talking about her. Okay. Oh, because we haven't bought that relationship. No. Like, right. they never joke around in that way until this yeah. moment. To me, right. that was the first time where they actually started flirting. Yeah. Right. Everything else up to that was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so after that, Dirk and Al, Al go snooping around the city for the uh the finder. Of- the founder of that coin, I think. They never really explained why they were in that city. Yes, I think that's what it was, though. Yeah, to find the person who actually found it. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it turns out the guy died. Um, and then at lunch, um, Dirk 
gets an epiphany and then he just walks off. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of like funny lines Mm. with like Al saying like, I guess I'll pay for the Totally improv. He made it up on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He ends up, so uh, Dirk ends up at a mosque where he finds someone to look through ancient scrolls for him. And they find something about a cursed ship that brought sickness. And I was like, Whoa, this is where everything connects. Like yeah. this and stuff. Uh, spoiler alert, nothing connects. Nope. I'm sorry, listeners. This is a shitty storytelling right here. Yeah. Like it they come upon something that should have connected back to Ava, but mm-hmm. they didn't at yeah. all. They were like it brought a bunch of dead bodies and like all the stuff. So I was like, the entire movie, I was like, Oh, the ship is the reason that people are getting sick, like yeah. rust poisoning or something. Yeah. Exactly. Nope. 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 So uh, Dirk gets back onto their little dinghy ship and they go on combing along the coast. And then they find some red algae. Um, and uh, also, side note, um, Rudy is there with them. I never, I forgot to mention him from in the beginning, but he was there with them. And then he's the one that finds the red algae. Oh, Rain Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, they're like, it doesn't make sense. It's fresh water. It's like, and everyone in the theater's like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go up to um, it, back to Molly, where Ava and uh, Frank make it through. And, but also the business guy, uh, Eves, is there to meet with the dictator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so he had a man try to like the mystery man was under his. Uh, his payroll. Right. Yes. Yes. He was sending it out, him out to kill her and Frank. And I was like, yeah, he's, it makes sense because he's evil. Like, yeah. what, what more do you want? But also at this point, I feel, I, I still felt like he wasn't, like he didn't even know what she was doing. Yeah. She was just like trying to find this thing. Unless he already knew like, oh, I am causing this and it's bad. Yeah. Because he gets that hitman on her immediately. Yeah. Right. I feel like, the first half of this film was well, like, cl- more clearly written. But then, near, like, the second half was just, like, I don't just throwing darts at, like, words, yeah. basically, then, like, plot points that could fit into this story. Mm. Did you see how many writers are on this? I was about yes. to say, that seems like something they brought in extra people to punch up. So, there are, if, I, if you'll allow me, there uh-huh. are one, two, three, four, five writers. <laughs> And that's just the credited ones. There's one yeah. person that I know that got paid five hundred thousand dollars to do a punch up and was never was never uh, accredited. Five hundred thousand wow. dollars. Wow. Jeez. So Clive Cluster is the credited writer for the screenplay, uh-huh. but he cr- clashed so much with the producers, they actually sued each other. Oh my god! For creative control, because uh, they was promised. There's this whole thing about. It was produced by this uber conservative person that wanted that would not do an R-rated film, and this was originally an R-rated film. He actually had like a bunch of other like random. He was gonna there was like a killing a slave owner scene and stuff like Jeez. that. It's 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 wild. I don't think that would have been good. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. They also it's like widely known that they the the screenwriter they the, the reason why there's so much random shit and it's not co- cohesive is that 
they would fight all the time and they all thought each other were, were hacks. So like each next draft was like, who the fuck wrote this? Yeah. And then Clive coming back in and like, no, I don't want to do that. And he, like demanding the creative oh control God. over it. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That's why the budget went so crazy too because there's also a lawsuit on top of it as well. Jeez. It should not be R-rated. No. <laughs> it would have been even worse. Like although, it would have done worse. Yeah. Although, um, in a world podcast stands by killing slave owners. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that we would be fine. Um, okay, so Dirk and Al and Rudy are on this dinging boat, like a she, like a yacht. I guess that's what they called it, and they get caught up by the soldiers of Molly. Mm-hmm. And there's like this huge fight scene. Ex- like guns are shooting and stuff. And at one point, this is where you what you were talking about, where the admiral calls him, and he's oh, yeah. on the phone with them. He's just listening to all this havoc and mayhem, mm-hmm. and it's just William H Macy yeah, listening just, to a phone. Yeah, just dead face, just uh-huh, uh-huh. what's going on? Okay, <laughs> bullets explode. Like, and the thing too is, I think the the stunt team on this movie is great. Oh, and, yeah. like, I was, like, just watching this whole movie. Like, that boat gets lit up by yeah. bullets. Yeah. And I'm, like, this is looks great. Yeah. Like, I was, like, this is crazy. Like, the glass is shattering. There's, like, mm-hmm. holes in all the seats. I'm, like, this looks so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I And then they end up blowing up the ship. That's their getting, mm-hmm. a, getting out of this situation. The Panama. The, the Panama. Panama. Yes. And which William H. Macy just assumes that's what they did. He heard an explosion through his phone. Like, because I, I thought I had to rewind it because— like, what he hears, they put it on speaker, I mm-hmm. guess, and the boat explodes. A bunch of this stuff explodes. So he hears that of his friends, I assume, because in the they showed pictures of them all hanging out. He cares about these guys. Oh, yeah. No reaction at all of, like, are you okay? He just goes, they did a Panama, <laughs> and hangs the phone up. Yeah, there was, like, no, like, I guess this is the end of our friendship, <laughs> my best employees. This is... The, the B-roll or the clearly second unit shooting of William H. Macy for this uh-huh. was so funny to be if watching the extras, the featured extras in the background uh-huh. because it's one of those moments where he's an awesome actor. So he's like obviously going to interact with anybody around him. Yeah. Like, can you believe this? And you could see the hesitation in the extras. <laughs> I was like, wait. Should we interact? Like, like oh, uh, or like, there's the one that's super eager. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like says a line. No cut. Yeah, don't say we like we can't afford that. it. <laughs> um. So, Dirk and Al get stranded, and Rudy get stranded in Molly. They send Rudy off, and so Dirk decides that they have to go save Ava and Frank. And then later that night, Ava and the doctor end up at a small village and they make a horrific discovery that everyone's dead there. Yeah. And the next morning they bury them. So that shot uh-huh. that they do, it's like obviously terrible because it's like graves and stuff, but the actual cinematography of that shot, I was like, whoa, this is like kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's like good. They're all in silhouettes and there's like at twilight or whatever and <laughs> that's like the sunset. I was like, this is looks great. Yeah, it's, it's a s- very... Well done shot yeah. for a village full yeah. of people dying. It's sad. Yeah. It's a super sad shot. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. And then we get quick cuts to like Dirk and Al and then Rudy escaping Molly and then Ava and the doctor checking out the well to um see if it was getting um getting people sick. 
And then while she's there, a bunch of soldiers show up and murder everybody. Yes, she's in the well at uh-huh. the bottom. Yes. Oh, man. And they're all worried about her going in the well because yeah. that's dangerous. Yeah. But guess what? She was in the right place. She was in the right place. You know who else is in the right place? Dirk and Al. Yeah. <laughs> they figure out pretty fast in this expansive country. Yeah. That they knew where to find her. They found this one well in the middle of the country. Yeah. And because the dictator was flying his helicopter over, um, because he's there to look for Ava. And instead, he finds Frank, who doesn't want to sell her out, and he Frank dies for it. Mm-hmm. And then, so they start searching for Ava. She's She has, like, a really close call, which was, like, a very... Like there was a tense scene. Like I felt oh, I th- that scene was really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt the stakes in the scene mm-hmm. very well. Where she is tied up with the rope and they're starting to pull up the rope and she's like, Oh shit, I gotta yeah. take this off. So she's untying and like as fast as possible. And this actually scared me because they like they were very close to pulling her yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But then they find like she finally gets it off and then she, uh, they they pull up the rope and um and then they decide to shoot in the dark, basically. Yeah. And then just do, uh, but luckily Dirk and Al um, show up. Yeah, that was like the only scene that felt like there were stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, she buries, there's like a glow stick down there yeah. so she can see. And then she covers it in sand so it becomes really, really dark, which uh-huh. is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, that happens. But also, yeah, if they were going to shoot anyway, why didn't they just shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, let's just shoot anyway. Yeah. And then, so, Dirk and Al are fighting these soldiers. At one point, Dirk is about to be shot, but he's saved by Ava. There's a moment with her and uh, Frank's body, but they have to, like, run Mm -hmm. away because um, things are escalating. Um, Later, the uh, dictator and Eve's have a lover's quarrel about the shootout, Mm -hmm. basically. Because he's like, there's American soldiers or something. Like, because it was like a, I guess a professional hit because they saw the the scene afterwards. And then there's a quick shot of Dirk and um, Al and Ava going towards the border. There's like these mini shots, like vignettes of like what's happening between the two parties. And it was like, get to the... Get yeah. to the point. Like, there's been too much. Classic book stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Expo, expo, I can see expo, this as a book for sure. Yeah. Because um, at this point, it's been an hour into the oh, film. Yeah. And we're only halfway through it. And at this point, I've completely forgotten about the ship. Yeah. Like, about the iron boat. Yeah. I forgot that was part of this movie. Yeah. He so, does say, like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I mean, we have to go save that. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing the boat no more. Yeah. So, I'm going to skip to them arriving to the opposition. Okay. Um, so they get, basically, they stop at this uh, the border, but they st- stop because they know that there's people in with guns in the, hiding in the valley, I guess. And so they go to the leader, and then Ava mentions that she works for... Uh, the HOA and then um, WHO uh, WHO Homeowners <laughs> Association yeah. like listen this property is gonna skyrocket in a few years listen okay, you get guys in on this done. now these uh these uh brick huts yeah. not to code yeah. <laughs> she has a house remember guys <laughs> let me explain subprime loans to you <laughs> <laughs> well uh, 
she's working for the World Health Organization, and she the the leader is like, oh shit, look at my people, mm-hmm. and like she goes and checks them out, and they're all sick from the toxins, the same things as the people who have died. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm just gonna skip to the main part of this movie because there's just so many mini scenes mm-hmm. that could have been cut, right? And oh, just yeah. got to it. Well, they do find out in this scene where she it, she discovers it's poison. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is like, okay, you're a bad doctor. This because, is the scene I was talking about where she puts it in a vial yeah. and just kind of shakes it. And then it's like, this is it. <laughs> this yeah. is it. Oh, it's poison. It's red. Which is like, okay, you should know as a doctor the difference between a virus and a poison. Yeah. Because yeah. one is wild. They're both wildly <laughs> different. Yeah. One is not a plague. Yeah. yeah. And then we discover that it had nothing to do with the ironclad yes. at all. Because, like, we go, like, it turns out that Eves has a plant and he's been doing something with toxin. I don't know what he was doing. No, it never, it, yeah. He kind of, he has, like, one little monologue where he says what they're doing. And he's like, listen, we're trying to create this thing. But, well, here's why I was confused. Because the whole thing is that he's, like, they're superheating stuff to get rid of waste mm-hmm. but then it still makes it yeah oh. i thought that's what they're doing he was trying to create a process to eliminate mm-hmm. waste with like superheat yeah but then it didn't work i think whatever they're keeping the stockpile that's underneath that plant that they're in is a solar is, plant by the way yeah that is superheating yeah. stuff and the stockpile is leaking into the the wa- the groundwater right yeah yeah I think that's the explanation. But where is where does the waste come from? Like yeah. if it's solar, there's no like what is it from the grease of the mechanics or yeah, like, like or I don't whatever? know if they're like in my head they're getting they're somehow getting waste from I guess other places mm-hmm. and frying it and then but then there's still leftover. So I'm like okay, so it's not working, yeah. right? but it's kind of working because he explains to her like what she's doing what he's when they like. He he captures, uh, he captures yeah. Ava and then gets rid of Dirk and Al, um, and for some reason lies about killing her or something. Yeah, it was very weird. Like, why? What was his intentions? They never made it clear as to what he was doing. Especially other because than, he put a hit on her earlier. Yeah. Right. So, is if he had a crush on her, why would he still try to kill her in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, this is one of the character developments that needed fixing. Um. But so I'm gonna fast forward to the point where he's on the hel in his helicopter with Ava, and then Dirk shows up, and they start fighting, and then um, he finally gets Ava off the helicopter, and then the helicopter I it like flies off. Yeah, yeah it just he's flies like, Let's off. Get out of here. Um, and then so the, um, the mystery man comes and fights Dirk. Dirk wins, obviously, and then um, so Al. All this time, Al is, like, trying to stop this bomb from happening yeah. inside this plant. Because Eve's solution is just to get rid of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so he finally, he does get rid of the bomb. And then they they have smooth sailing until they find, they go double back and go look for the ironclad. Yeah, it's like, yeah, at this point, it's established that they're saving the world now. Uh-huh. Because it's like... Oh, right. Which, yeah, because it's like, oh, if this gets to 
America, then it's terrible. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, well, it's still, it's terrible now. Yeah, But yeah, like, yeah. once it's because it's the United States, then we have a problem. Yeah, because the toxins are leaking into the river and then... Into the, the Atlantic. Like, it will go into the Atlantic yeah. and then it... But I was like, wouldn't it dissipate? You know what I mean? Like, how much toxins are we talking about? Yeah. Well, with rain and stuff, especially, like, it would just be brought up and then brought back down and eventually clean itself. Yeah. Because it's just a toxin. It's yeah. not a virus. <laughs> it's not a living right. thing. It's just like chemical waste. And you're like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. I don't know how it works. But yeah. Yeah. But in their world, it's like life threatening to everything. So they're like, oh, okay. And yeah, like you're saying, you skipped ahead some of the stuff that is crazy convoluted, but. It's like, yeah, like the admiral's trying to tell the government about this, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go we'll through the bureaucracy yeah. or whatever." And right. he's like, Ugh. "All right, guys, I can't ask you to do this." And then Matthew Connery's like, "You never need to ask." <laughs> and so it's like, it, have either of you seen Hobbs and Shaw? No, uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. I've I haven't seen any of the other Fast and the Furious movies besides that one and the first one. Oh wow! But from my understanding, it's like, <laughs> oh, there's these people that steal cars really well, but also they're saving the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what that movie was supposed to be. I right. Think. Right. Yeah. So it's like there's just these two cool guys that do a bunch of stuff, but also they it's like we need you guys. They come secretly save. save the world. Yeah. That's what it is. Um. So they come upon the ironclad. They go inside of it. Because the dictator yeah. um, has shown up with his cavalry, and so they decide to shoot an ancient, like a, a Civil War cannon, a cannonball, at it. a cannonball, yeah. as people are shooting gu- real guns at the uh, the old ship, and it's like going through the ship, and then they also find like the gold, the stockpile oh, yeah. of gold, and turns out there's more than five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, like a lot. Um, and so they shoot this um, this cannonball, and it goes through the window of the helicopter of where the dictator is, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of stalls. It stops moving. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it goes through the window, it's just like shpunk, and then it follows right there. It doesn't go through the back of it. It just goes shpunk, and then lands behind him. <laughs> this is Civil War gunpowder. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it barely made it, and it was like, all right. Um, so it lands in there. And then it doesn't explode, and the dictator's like, yeah, fuck them or whatever. And then he looks over, and it and he sees, like, sparks inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> it explodes. A Mario-style, Mario yeah, Brothers-style cannon. Bomb. Yeah. yeah, I I don't think cannons ex- cannonballs explode. No, they just literally are gigantic bullets that just, like, rip through things yeah. with massive force. That one was full of TNT. <laughs> <laughs> So it explodes and then kill, thus killing the dictator. And then, so the army people are like, what? What is happening? And then at first you think like, oh, they have the head of the snake. Yeah. Has been chopped off or whatever. And then they are just, they're in a, a, a loss, a loss of what to do. Yeah. And then you realize behind them is the opposition. Right. Who shows up and like, try like. Stands their ground, I guess. Um, but yeah, it ends up like that's the end of the war, the Civil War. Uh, yeah, uh, I think the so. American Civil War, yeah. right? That's the we finally, yeah, we finally that's got the em. closure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we defeated those Confederates. I do yeah. want to say this in the in the book. Uh-huh. There is supposedly when they go into the boat, the ironclad. Mm-hmm. There is an entombed Abraham Lincoln in it. Oh my god. <laughs> 
and they took that out? <laughs> this movie is already ridiculous. They're treasure hunters. If you had Abraham Lincoln's body and you brought that, oh my God. But it's also like he finished the war. The war was, I think, right. done. Yeah. So how did he get there? How did yeah. he get there? I don't there? care. He's there. <laughs> oh man, that would be cool. Confederate ship? Yeah. Yeah. How? Wait, he died? No, he died after the Civil War. He died after the war. So this boat was just holding on, I guess. (laughs) And then, or there was like a weird fake conspiracy that Abraham Lincoln wasn't actually Abraham Lincoln and he got kidnapped or I I don't know. If they had that on top of everything else. Oh my God. But that would have been an interesting sequel. Yeah. Yeah. We should be reading this book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should be doing. Um, so after the uh, Mali Civil War is over, um, the Admiral, like we're at with the Admiral, uh, who gets a side gig from the government. Yeah. Well, that this was the scene establishing the next movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, hey, we need your help, guys, in the future. If anything comes up, then we need you guys. And he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> but I'm going to need another boat. <laughs> And um, also the government guy asks if they actually did find gold in the ship. And they're like, no, we only found one piece. Mm-hmm. And um, But because I guess it's government property, that's what they were suggesting. Oh, I thought it was like, hey, we're going to be like nice white people and we're going to give you a bunch of gold. Because uh. he was like, because that guy, because the leader of the opposition was the guy that he kind of became sort of friends with or whatever. Uh. And was just like, you can take it because I don't want it. <laughs> oh, so like the leader of the opposition, he kept the gold. Yeah, because, okay, so yeah. Okay. So when they, because there's a scene where when they're in that village and he's like, oh, you're a doctor or whatever. And they're saving everybody. Uh-huh. Steve Zahn has nothing to do. So he's playing soccer with a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. And he kicks a soccer ball and it just happens to fall into a cave. Yes. And in the cave, there's like all these paintings, which uh-huh. I love. They just like made up African drawings. And I was like, oh my God. That was very problematic. Yeah. They had someone just like draw it on the rock. I was like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Um, um, so then, this is like stick figures and earlier yeah. in this the is story. Earlier. But yeah, because then later at the end, he's, I guess he's back playing soccer because it falls in the same little cave. Uh-huh. But the, all the gold is piled up in that, like uh, stockpiled in that little cave. Okay. So it's like, it seemed, he gave it back to them, I guess to, I'm like, you don't know this guy. Like <laughs> yeah. you don't know what's happening. I guess it's subtly saying retribution to yeah. the slaves. Yeah, they though. also solved. Yeah, they also solved reparations. Yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! This movie's good. But but Africans didn't suffer from slavery. I mean, like right. I mean, obviously, like two three hundred years ago, yeah. they did suffer from that. But of two thousand five, but in the gold- producers' minds, they're heroes. <laughs> should be coming back to America for 100% yeah for African Americans I don't okay never mind so we cut to um I guess I don't know where we are it's like a western city but Eve's is there eating dinner and oh yeah it turns out someone from the CIA has poured water into his cup mm-hmm. and then leaves yeah and I guess William we're William H. Macy's friend. Yeah, we. I guess we've we have to believe that he was poisoned. And yeah, that the guy was, kills him for yeah. sure. <laughs> Which what if he's like, I don't want this. Take it back. 
Because he leaves then. He like comes in and then... Or, yeah, like, what, what if, if he... the guy he was with was like, can I have some? <laughs> well, it, it, it's wild too because French people don't like uh, still, still water. water. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, going to be this? like, yeah. why is... Like, when not he just say like, oh, I wanted... I asked for sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. Um. So later on, Dirk... At, this is the end scene where Dirk and Ava are on the beach and he tells her that she does throw like a girl because mm-hmm. fat uh, like flashback he was like telling her to throw dynamite at the sand dunes so that they could explode it and then hit um like yeah they're being chased by the helicopter yes and they're making like a smoke screen cover yeah and that's how they discover the sh- ship yeah and then she so he tells her don't throw like a girl which yeah. i was like what kind of line is that? Uh, yeah. Why isn't she pissed off? Oh, yeah. Because like it's the same thing as saying girls can't be doctors. Right. Yeah. It's it's almost exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, but at the end, he like tells her that he she does throw like a girl, and she's they start like tussling in the sand, and then they go into the po- the uh, ocean, and then finally make out in the yeah. ocean, baby. They, yeah, <laughs> they finally do it in the water. <laughs> In they, the water. Because they never nope. even come close to making out. They never even out. hold, like, touch any body part, never touches between them. Yeah. Because yeah, the, they weren't in the water. Right. It's the first time they were in the water together. Yeah. That's why. Uh, and that is the end of the movie. Um, let us take a break. The crew is out. Board them off, man. What do you want to do? Uh, I think we need to pull a Panama. Panama? A Panama? And welcome back. Um, that was a much needed break because I feel like we crammed two hours into an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. right there. Um, and we didn't even, like, cover very much. Oh, yeah. We skipped a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't even talk about how they train for uh, uh, five hours every day to learn how to ride a camel for 90 minutes oh, on right. next to a train. They outrun, they kind of outran a train. Yeah. yeah. There was, like, so many things that was so useless. Yeah. There's another scene, like, a really quick, there's a B-roll shot of them going down the river and, like, waving at, like, a small village. Oh, right. Like, I guarantee that was not planned. Oh, no. They were going, and they're just like, let's film it. Yeah. <laughs> Like those, those are Roll real. It. Like those people are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so at this point we do our trailers and I will go first, Grayson. Okay. In a world where there's two guys who just got out of the military because it doesn't pay well. And they they decide and plus the benefits afterwards aren't that great. Um, the VA's in shambles. So they decide to go into treasure hunting because one of them has become obsessed with the legend, the myth, the the idea of the U.S. Texas, which historically has was left afloat on the Atlantic, and then nobody knows what happened to it. But Dirk, the main character played by Matthew McConaughey. His best friend Al, played by Steve Zahn, they know where it is, and that's the only thing that happens in this movie. Them 
going for this Confederate gold because they want to melt it down because they don't want to be associated with Confederates at all. And maybe there's a love interest, but she's interesting. She has three dimensions to her because she's also a treasure hunter played by Penelope Cruz. She, has, she hates them, but there's like this sexy tension between her and Dirk because she wants to fuck in the water. This is Sahara. <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, your turn, Grayson. In a world where we sympathize with the South, two best friends, former SEALs, former military, gave their life up to hunt for Mother Nature's true gift, gold. (laughs) Where is this gold? America? No. Asia? No. Europe? No. Africa. We go to Africa on a boat. Retired Admiral? Yes, please. (laughs) I'm going to search for these treasures and give it back to the people of Africa. But wait a minute. I'm here for another reason. Turns out that 150 years ago, there was a boat that somehow sailed from America to the African desert. How does this happen? I don't know. In Africa, we search the two best friends. Search for this Confederate gold in this ship. Bunch of shenanigans happens. We're an American band. We go, rock music, rock music, rock music. Going around, oh, there's, oh, wait, what's this? Bad guy, an environmentalist bad guy. Solar panels, trains, generals, take them down. Oh, also there's a doctor in this movie who Matthew McConaughey has a thing with. She's there to save a plague. But it's not really a plague, it's a virus. The water, it's not a virus, it's a poison. (laughs) Who plays the sidekick? Penelope Cruz (laughs) is not the sidekick, but pretty much, honestly, like she feels the lines that she got feels like a sidekick. Sidekick, played by Steve Zahn and Rain Wilson, who doesn't get enough to do in this movie. Uh, Penelope Cruz and the two best friends go on this adventure, and uh, there's a bad guy who Never really explains what his deal is. And we get to the finale where there's a big shootout. It's like, if you love James Bond, we got that for you. <laughs> if you love desert camel movies, we got that for you. If you love uh, scenes that lead to nothing and that don't come back or pay off in any way, oh, we got a few. Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was basically the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, do you have anything to plug, Grayson? Not really. Um, just, social media? Social media, uh, Grayson Niles, all one word on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter or anything. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I do shows at UCB and, uh, perform around town and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Follow him. And you can also follow me at Mary HB Wynn. On Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow the the show. Please follow. Um, you all that information's on our um, website at innerworldpod.com. Also, rate, review, subscribe. Tell all a that friend. Guy. Yeah, tell people. Tell a friend. Just secretly, I've been like secretly putting my uh, adding my podcast on friends' phones. <laughs> so yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> 
Here's what you got to do. Take your friends' phones. Hit up iTunes. Look up Inner World Pod. All right, you're not going to be able to find it because there's a lot of those. No, Go they... to innerworldpod.com. Hit, hit the Apple uh-huh. link there. Then subscribe on your friend's phone. Yeah. And then give us a shout out and we will shout you out for, for them. Yes. Also, cool thing. I told you this, but the creator of Too Many Cooks from Adult Swim knows about our podcast oh. too. So shout out to him. So if you know about this podcast, you are in good company. Anyways, thank you and good night. In a world.